Zara, I am so excited to talk about today's sponsor. It's the new film, Challenges. It's from the director of Call Me By Your Name, Luca Guadagnino, and stars and is produced by none other than our girl Zendaya. Yeah, you know I love her. You love her too. I love her so much. Zendaya plays Tashi Duncan, a former tennis prodigy turned coach who is married to a Grand Slam champion, currently on a losing streak. And if that's not bad enough, Tashi's strategy to help her husband break his curse sort of takes a surprising and awkward turn. Hmm, awkward indeed. Because now he must face off against his former best friend and Tashi's ex-boyfriend, Patrick. Zara, the tensions are running high. I know. Tashi's someone who makes no apologies for her game on and off the court. It's her game, her rules, but with her past and present colliding, Tashi must face reality and ask herself, what will it cost to win? Challenges is the sexy drama that everyone's talking about and it's definitely not one you want to miss. It's about passion, friendship and what happens when your past comes back to challenge you. You can grab a ticket from Tuesday the 26th. So grab your friends and get excited. I will be grabbing you and we are definitely going to be going to watch it. Oh, please. Thank you so much to Challenges for making this episode of Shameless possible. Rihanna is already one of the biggest stars in the world, but over the next eight years, she would rewrite history. Welcome to the final episode of a three-part series from Shameless Podcast, The Incredible Ascension of Robin Rihanna Fenty. Hello, Zara McDonald. Hello, and welcome to our final episode in our three-part series on Rihanna. Yeah, for those who may have forgotten, we've already talked about how Rihanna went from a shy girl in Barbados to being discovered at 16, moving over to the US, having an incredibly fast, incredibly successful rise to fame. In the last episode, episode two, we spoke a lot about her relationship with fellow musician Chris Brown, Chris's violence against her and how Rihanna ultimately broke free of that relationship. Yeah, so that brings us now to February 2014 when things kind of not so quietly heated up between Drake and Rihanna again. Let's rewind all the way there. All right, Zara, it's February 2014 and Drake was doing an interview with Rolling Stone when he called Rihanna his dream girl. The quote was, she's the ultimate fantasy. I mean, I think about it like, man, that would be good. We have fun together. She's cool and shit, but we're just friends. That's my dog for life. Am I an idiot for not realising that Rihanna and Drake were on and off for this long? Oh, No, not at all. I, before we researched this, I truly thought this was a case of Drake having a crush, weirdly, for like a long amount of time and it never being reciprocated. But doing the research... They were absolutely on again, off again. For years. For years. Now, just the next month after that interview, though, paparazzi shots showed Rihanna and Drake out in London holding hands and getting into a car together. So that Drake line of we're just friends didn't quite hold up. By May, rumours start to swell that they've split. 
again before they're seen over the course of that year at the same parties, basketball games and restaurants. So it was an incredibly confusing story for the tabloids to try and make sense of. Yeah, they were continually in the same room. We continually had sources say that they were getting cosy, but then as soon as we had those reports came out, almost as soon as we had those reports came out, they were off again. Apparently, Rihanna brought in the new year with someone other than Drake, though. None other than Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, so in January 2015, Leonardo DiCaprio and Rihanna went to a Playboy party where one onlooker tweeted about watching them make out with each other. (laughs) By April, they were being papped together at a Coachella party. But things kind of never seemed too serious between Leo and Rihanna because both Rihanna and Leo were kind of dating other people around this time or were certainly papped with other people as well. It was casual for sure. In fact, it was only a few months after those Coachella party photos were published that Rihanna was linked to another star, my favourite star, dare I say, F1 driver Lewis Hamilton. You don't even like Lewis that much, but you love this part of the story. I love Lewis. Just compared to other drivers, he's not my fave driver. But F1 stars are definitely top tier of celebrity for me. He's my favourite. Anyway, (laughs) on the Lewis stuff, though, we can't really get too excited. This mostly dates back to August 2015 when photos did come out of Rihanna on holiday in Barbados with Lewis Hamilton. So they were seen partying during the country's annual carnival festival. They were also spotted aboard the same yacht with a group of friends. And they were seen hanging out at a nightclub in New York. But you could just as equally say perhaps really close mates. In fact, I think you'd be smart to say that. I don't (laughs) think we had anything to really link them romantically. The tabloids were just excited. By December 2015, Rihanna was actually connected to Travis Scott. Of course, everyone knows Travis Scott through his music, through Astro World, through him being the father of Kylie Jenner's two children. And I've got to be honest with you, Zara, I had no bloody idea that Rihanna and Travis were ever linked. Yeah, 1000%. And I think it would be easy to be dismissive about these kinds of things and say, oh, was it just sort of tabloids doing their thing? But with this Travis Scott story, this was Travis Scott talking on the record. So let's give a bit of context. We mostly knew or know that Rihanna and Travis Scott were a thing because when they were together, Travis actually did a story with Complex Magazine. Now, in that story, he discussed this Puma collab that he'd done with Rihanna. And now here is a passage from the piece written by journalist Lawrence Schlossman. The two appear beside each other in a black and white photo for Rihanna's upcoming Puma collection. The campaign drops right in the middle of our talk. And as Travis peruses the Travis Scott hashtag on Instagram on his MacBook, he comes across a version of the ad with him cropped out and zoomed in on Rihanna. He is not bothered by this. And in fact, he finds it funny. It's then that he has arguably his most unguarded moment (laughs) during the time we spend together, kissing his right index and middle finger and then touching the low-res image of Rihanna's face, caressing the screen and glowing with pride. It's honest and touching and fucking (laughs) adorable. We need to say, though, whatever was going on between Travis Scott and Rihanna did not last very long because by Feb 2016, Drake and Rihanna were working together again. Drake actually appeared in the music video for her hit song, Work. Now, that was the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 for nine weeks. Drake and Rihanna danced while performing at the 2016 Brit Awards and their moves or their rhythm together convinced onlookers that they must be dating. Drake also made appearances during Rihanna's anti-tour But a source was talking to the tabloids. They told Page Six that they were not together, that Rihanna was single. Yeah. Her team were at pains to tell 
the tabloids at this point that she was still single. In April, Drake went on Ellen, who asked him, of course, about the rumoured relationship. Now, Ellen said, you and Rihanna are friends and I know that. Just friends, only friends. (laughs) Drake replied, yes. But then Ellen put up a photo of Rihanna grinding on him at one of their performances and Drake replied... That's friendship at its finest right there, which is pretty funny for Drake. I do like that. Not that much of a funny guy. (laughs) Now fast forward to August 2016 and we got our strongest evidence yet that Rihanna and Drake were dating. Rihanna won the Video Vanguard Award that year at the VMAs and Drake was chosen to be the one to present it to her. My oh my. This was a – now this was a moment. For sure. This was a moment. Ahead of the award show, Drake literally bought a billboard to congratulate Rihanna on the award. It was a plain navy billboard with cursive text on it and it read, congratulations to Rihanna from Drake and everyone at OVO. OVO is Drake's record label, so I'm not quite sure why he snuck that in there. But Rihanna took a photo of the billboard, posted it on Instagram with the caption, when he extra. No wonder Drake cops a few jokes about Rihanna, you know? Yeah. This is pretty public. He's very... OTT. And it wasn't like he made a few quotes early on in their rendezvous or whatever we want to call it. I don't think that makes any sense. (laughs) And then decided, oh, perhaps I'm going to keep this quiet from now on. Like consistently over the years, he dipped in and out of the media (laughs) to try and be public about the fact he was still connected to Rihanna. It seems like he really did get off in that connection. Like he was so in love with her that he loved being associated with her and loved everyone knowing that he was associated with her. Yeah, he was soppy with it, which is not my favourite word, but perhaps the only word to describe Drake towards Rihanna. Yeah, and speaking of soppy, (laughs) his four-minute speech at the VMAs just had the whole world talking. This was when you said before this was really a moment. It was this speech as Drake was speaking for four minutes with Rihanna right behind him having to listen to every word. That was a little, a lot to handle. Let's play a snippet. Let's play a snippet. She's someone I've been in love with since I was 22 years old. She's one of my, she's one of my best friends in the world. All my adult life, I've looked up to her even though she's younger than me. She's a living, breathing legend in our industry. Ladies and gentlemen, the recipient of the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award for 2016. My God. It's lovely. Don't get me wrong. It is so lovely that he clearly loves her so much and is so forthright with that admiration. The difficulty with it is, is that you can clearly see on Rihanna's face, she would prefer that to be private. Like her love language is not public displays of affection. Her love language is something very, very different. Yeah. And at the end of that speech, to make matters worse, Drake kind of very awkwardly went in to kiss her. She intercepted (laughs) and kind of diverted his head into her neck. And Vogue wrote that suddenly what should have been her big moment became all about him. Now, I want to unpack a couple of things here. Yes. Firstly, Watching that kiss again or that non-kiss is incredibly cringe. <laughs> it's so awkward. It's hard will, to watch. I will put it on our Instagram. I know we normally do nostalgia galleries. I think I will put up this clip on Instagram this week. 1,000%. The second thing is that idea that people went on about that he was making her moment about him. How do you feel about that conversation? Look, I'm in two minds. I get what Vogue was saying. However, when I watched it, I really did think like, he is being so gushing and so lovely with his compliments towards her. Like it's not as if he is 
speech centred himself really at all. He didn't mention that they collabed. He mentioned the journey along the way, but he spent four minutes waxing lyrical about everything Rihanna achieved. Do I think he made it about him? Perhaps. Do I think that was his intention? Truly, I do not think he meant to do that. I think he's not the most self-aware when it comes to how people interpret his affection. I totally agree with you. I think he accidentally did make some of the headlines about him, but I really don't think he meant to. Like, he's a guy who, I mean, the brief to him would have been quite simple. Wax lyrical about Rihanna for four minutes. And he's like, absolutely, I can do that. I can talk her up. Not realising perhaps that he's also been the butt of a lot of jokes around his relationship with Rihanna and that would all hit fever pitch around this time. It's also not his fault that... He went in for a kiss and she didn't. Like, as if that's not a combo you're having beforehand. Yeah, because this is the thing. They were definitely together at this point. She didn't want the world to know about them. For whatever reason, we could sit here and come up with a million theories. Private? It's an interesting thing about Rihanna. She wants the world to know about some relationships. She's very public with some romantic partners. Then there are others. Travis Scott was one of them. Drake is another where she feels inclined to conceal that from the public. She doesn't want it out there. Maybe she was embarrassed by him. Or or maybe they were just so on and off for so long that it just got a bit awkward and you couldn't possibly keep telling people that you were back together or you weren't. Also the fact that perhaps she got together with him so soon after Chris Brown, I'm sure there was something going on there as well that would have made it a bit difficult even years later. It's complicated for sure. What we do know is that at the after party, the two of them were seen holding hands, looking very affectionate and very much together. Yeah, so when Vogue asked about the moment a few years later, Rihanna apparently, and this is according to the journal, winced at the mention of Drake's name. She called Drake's speech touching but also explained, and I quote, how waiting through that speech was probably the most uncomfortable part. I don't like too many compliments. Now, the unfortunate thing about this speech is media outlets took it and ran. They basically said she hated the speech, she was so uncomfortable about it, she didn't like what he did, when in reality you could also interpret that as just like it's awkward hearing anyone talk publicly about you for four minutes when they're hyping you up and you have to sit through it. Yeah, like I almost felt shy in front of all those people. It's like when people sing you happy birthday. Yeah, for sure. It did seem like Rihanna and Drake probably had their steadiest year as a couple in 2016. In September, they were still together. Rihanna actually kissed Drake up on stage. However, as we know with this couple, things must come to an end because by October, E! News reported that they had abruptly called it quits due to their conflicting work schedules. According to a source, and I quote, Rihanna and Drake are seeing other people at the moment. They are not exclusive anymore. They still love each other, but their schedules have gotten in the way. Yes. An interesting statement Yeah, while we're here. They are not exclusive anymore makes me think that maybe they had a casual arrangement, but they were also seeing other people. Which perhaps they might have had a lot of the way through. Like an open relationship the entire time. Yeah, or they were just constantly travelling. So when they were together, they were together, and when they weren't, they weren't. Very clever Zara McDonald. They didn't didn't use labels. (laughs) Confusingly, though, in February 2017, Drake got everyone to give a happy birthday (laughs) shout-out to Rihanna (laughs) during his concert, which is the most Drake thing ever. He said, it's somebody's birthday today, somebody I have a lot of love for and a lot of respect for. So instead of singing happy birthday, we're just going to set it off like this. And then he went on to perform their hit work. Yeah, we don't know exactly what went down or when between Rihanna and Jake. What we do know for sure is that when Rihanna sat down with Vogue 
for that June 2018 interview, things were absolutely done for good. In that chat, Rihanna told journalist Chio Mignardi that we don't have a friendship now, but we're not enemies either. It is what it is. We're not enemies either. <laughs> it's pretty bold. It's pretty candid. Yeah. We don't have a friendship now, but we're not enemies either. I mean, that's what most people would say when they have a pretty bad breakup. Because what I do think is when celebrities have a bad breakup, but it's not like the end of the world. They'll say we're really close friends. Yes, they want to sell us on how much mutual respect there is. Whereas if you're not even telling us that there's a friendship, it must have been pretty fucking bad. Yeah, I agree. So that's how things fared with Drake, right? While all of this was going on in the background though, Rihanna was still making music as we know. So let's recap what was happening in Rihanna's career while all the Drake drama was going on. Sure. So in 2014, Rihanna actually left her record label Def Jam where Jay-Z had been president and actually the one to sign her on as a teenager. Jay-Z had left the company by that point though. He had left five years prior. So it wasn't like some slight towards her longtime friend. After leaving Def Jam, she actually signed on with Jay-Z's new label, Rock Nation. She joined people like Kelvin Harris and Rita Ora. Yeah, by 2015, she'd released a couple of singles like Four or Five Seconds and Bitch Better Have My Money, which I've been reading recently, might have been a song about a former accountant. Yeah, it, it's like a, the lyrics are a letter, allegedly, going to stress yeah. that, allegedly, to her former accountant's wife because there was some kind of financial dispute between Rihanna and her accountant. Yeah, which is quite a funny way of doing it, literally, Bitch Better Have My Money. <laughs> It wasn't until 2016, though, that she put out her eighth studio album called Auntie. Now, it was released exclusively through the streaming service title, another one we know of Jay-Z's ventures. Despite that, and despite the fact that title hasn't been the most successful app in the world. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. The album still hit number one on the Billboard 200. Yeah, after that, Rihanna collaborated on a number of different artists' singles, including This Is What You Came For, which was Calvin Harris's song that Taylor Swift quietly worked on in the background as well. She was on Drake's song, Too Good. And fun fact, apparently she provided uncredited guest vocals on Kanye West's most controversial song to date, famous. I did not know that. No, nor did I. But Auntie was her last album to date. And that is not to say, though, that Rihanna has not been busy since 2017 because in 2017, she launched what is undoubtedly her biggest project so far, Fenty Beauty. But we will talk all about that after the break. I can't wait to talk about this with you, Zara. In September 2017, Rihanna launched her beauty brand Fenty Beauty under the luxury beauty company LVMH. If you're wondering what those initials stand for, it's Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. Yeah, according to Glamour, she was 100% involved in the process of creating Fenty, including packaging, marketing and formulation. And this was something that Rihanna had said was especially important to her, given the number of times she'd walk away from the makeup chair only to be disappointed. Yeah, and we knew that she'd been stewing on this and wanting to work on this for a really long time. She actually trademarked Fenty and Fenty Beauty back in 2013. So this was a massive passion project for her. And it was a passion project that paid off. This really revolutionized the mainstream makeup industry because suddenly you had a really big brand with a really influential face and name to it 
catering to a huge diversity of skin tones. Yeah, exactly. So Fenty, as we know, came out with a full range of 40 shades of foundation. As Glamour wrote, foundation for all shouldn't have been a revolutionary idea. And yet with so many women starved of accessible base makeup that actually worked for their complexion, that's exactly what it was. Now, I found this quite interesting when another makeup brand called Ultra HD challenged her dominance by posting that, and I quote, 40 shades is nothing new to us. Her retort was, I see sharp, according to The Guardian. She wrote in response, lol, still ashy. I love it. I'm obsessed with that because it's like there is no doubt she completely changed the beauty industry. And it's absurd that it took until 2017 for the makeup industry and the beauty industry to be shaken up in the way that it was. But for her, it just wasn't enough that one brand could say, oh, we do have 40 shades. She's like, are they any good? Yeah, absolutely. Now the splash that Fenty Beauty made was unparalleled. In the UK, the line became Harvey Nichols' biggest beauty launch ever. They actually said one bottle of foundation sold every minute and one lip gloss sold every three minutes throughout launch month. The products launched in six 1,600 Sephora stores across 15 countries and generated, get this, wait for it, $72 million in sales in one month. Their first month, $72 million. Yeah, just crazy numbers there. Fenty Beauty was also named as one of Time's best 25 inventions from 2017 alongside the iPhone X and fidget spinners, which kind of says everything. What a throwback. I know. Now, in January, Women's Wear Daily reported that Fenty Beauty was on track to, and I quote, beat out blockbuster revenues of Kylie Jenner's Kylie Beauty and Kim Kardashian's KKW. Yeah, a research analyst told Forbes magazine that Fenty Beauty and its diverse shade range challenged the standard convention that you only needed a very defined set of shades to satisfy a market. Not only did Fenty Beauty achieve meaningful sales, but it potentially changed the industry permanently. I found this quote from W Magazine in 2017 really interesting because they really did predict the future. They wrote, Fenty Beauty seems to be a tipping point. The pop star didn't just slap her name on a product to make a few million, but worked to address an industry problem that affected many women like herself. More celebrities of her magnitude could follow and their sales could finally lead to a seismic wake-up call. Yes. (laughs) All of it is true. It was a tipping point. It did change the industry hugely. And a lot of celebrities have tried to do what Rihanna's done with Fenty Beauty. Yeah, it's all about makeup brands now, not perfume lines. I mean, you think about it, we've got Rare Beauty by Selena Gomez. Ariana Grande has her own makeup brand. Hailey Bieber's coming out with Road Skin. Hailey Bieber, of course, the Kylie Jenner. Gabrielle Union, Halsey, like so many celebrities now release makeup lines. And you've got to say that Rihanna, if she wasn't the first one in that space, she was right there in the front of the queue, one of the first ones to do it. I would argue 2013 trademark. Fenty Beauty was pretty early on it, right? I know it didn't come out for four years after that as they were trying to desperately get their formulas and packaging and branding right, but that seems pretty ahead of the curve. She also pulled it off the best. I would say that while there is Kylie Beauty and while there is KKW, which doesn't really exist anymore, but while there were those brands, Fenty Beauty had more respect and I think people saw it as a brand that could stand alone even if you took Rihanna's name away from it. Like it's just a genuinely good brand that people really adore. Whereas some of the other brands around that time, it was like, I buy this because it's Kim Kardashian's or I buy this because it's Kylie Jenner's. Whereas the products weren't actually that great. Well, all I remember from this time is watching beauty blogger after beauty blogger apply the Fenty Foundation and have their minds like blown about how good it was. And I'll always remember that. 
Yeah. And so you're right, it does sort of stand alone as a brand. Now, when it comes to Rihanna's personal life at this time, 2017 was also when a then 29-year-old Rihanna started dating her long-term billionaire boyfriend. He is a savvy businessman by the name of Hassan Jamil. The boy is rich. He's very, very rich. Now, these two were first spotted together in Spain in June 2017 and then were spotted separately leaving a 2018 Grammy after party in New York. Yeah, I'll always remember these two because there was lots of pap photos of them kissing in a pool. Do you remember this? Or is this I just my Google this celebrity well. knowledge? I quite liked these two together, maybe because like she seemed really happy. Okay, I'm- Googling. But that's me gleaning as much as I can from a pap photo. I'm trying to find this pap photo. I've put in Rihanna, Hassan, Jamil, pool. I, I can see them on yachts and stuff. Oh, yes, I can see the pool shot. That is an open mouth That's hash. it. That is it. That is a passion a half. Maybe I'll put that on our Instagram as well. I'll just litter our Instagram with all this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Now, that's her private life. In 2018, though, it was another huge year for Rihanna because Rihanna actually built on the success of Fenty Beauty and launched another venture. It was a global lingerie brand called Savage X Fenty. Now, again, the brand was built around the goal of inclusivity. There were size ranges from extra small to 3XL, seven shades of nude and models of all shades shapes and sizes. Yeah, off the back of all of this, by 2019, at the age of 31, Rihanna became the wealthiest female musician in the world with a $600 million fortune to her name. That officially put her ahead of the likes of Madonna, whose net worth was $570 million, Celine Dion on $450 million, and Beyonce on $400 million. Yeah, now in addition to the millions, she obviously made touring and releasing music as a singer- As we know, a lot of this wealth had to do with Fenty Beauty. According to Forbes, Fenty Beauty generated an estimated $570 million in revenue after only 15 months in business. That's unicorn-like. Like, that is absurd. The lingerie line also proved incredibly popular, especially during the pandemic when Everyone was at home only spending money on things that were making them more comfortable like underwear and like sweats and loungewear. Yeah, that said though, it wasn't like everything that Rihanna put her name to was a complete hit. Naturally, in business, you're going to have some misses too. Rihanna released Fenty, a new clothing house that would make high-end clothes, shoes and accessories along with jewellery in 2019. But I think that's probably where the COVID pandemic stung her, right? Like where she succeeded with Fenty Beauty, where she succeeded with Savage X Fenty was exactly how she failed with Fenty the fashion house. People didn't want to buy high-end clothes because they had nowhere to wear them. 1,000%. And it was like the high-end fashion houses that survived were ones with long legacies, right? And loyal customer bases. But releasing this in 2019, they don't have enough time to build a customer base before literally everything all but fell apart. Yeah, by 2021, it was officially closed. The doors were shuttered. So... Yeah, it's not like everything is a total success, but she still is a unicorn. Well, it's like most people, right? Most business people have like quite a few failed businesses in their hats. In their (laughs) – is that it? Under their belts. Under their belts. (laughs) Now, meanwhile, Rihanna and Jamil seem to be going strong. In a 2019 profile with Interview Magazine, Rihanna opened up about their relationship. She said that this relationship taught her that she needed to prioritise her personal life. She said, it was like, I need to make time for this. Just like I nurture my businesses, I need to nurture this as well. I'll shut things down for two days, three days at a time. Yeah, she also said that she wasn't putting pressure on herself to get records out as quickly anymore, given how much other work she had on her plate. She said, it's the reason why an album 
optimism isn't being spat out like it used to. I used to be in the studio, only in the studio, for three months straight and an album would come out. Now it's like a carousel. I do fashion one day, lingerie the next, beauty the next, then music the next. It's like having a bunch of kids and you need to take care of them all. She's still doing music though. I mean, this is in 2019 and I know by now people are expecting an album. But if she's been working in the background, albeit at a really slow pace because she's got so much on, eventually there's going to be something to put out into the world, right? Yeah, well, maybe. But then the other part of me thinks there are some people who find a passion project and kind of leap onto that. And maybe she did give this quote in 2019 and really think, okay, well, music's still a priority. But equally, she could go, you know what? I'm really fucking loving the lingerie and the beauty stuff. Music doesn't fulfill me in the way that it used to. I've had success there. I want to move on. Yeah, and creativity can look like many different things. Like I think what surprised me at work is that you can be creative running a business too. You can flex those muscles running a business, which I'm sure she's able to do with all her businesses. Now, Rihanna admitted in this interview that, of course, she was in love. But when asked if she was going to get married, she replies, only God knows that girl. We plan and God laughs, right? (laughs) Fast forward to January 2020 and unfortunately, reports came out that Rihanna had split from Hassan after three years together. That brings us, Zara McDonald, to the final chapter in Rihanna's story so far. It is her relationship with ASAP Rocky and the recent birth of their son. Yeah, but we might actually be getting ahead of ourselves. So let's start by quickly talking about who ASAP Rocky is for those who aren't well acquainted. Yeah, well, ASAP's full name is actually Rakeem Mayers. He was born in 1988. He grew up in Harlem and spent his teenage years in different homeless shelters with his mother and sister. Yeah, GQ described him as, and I quote, a relentlessly charismatic artist whose favourite canvas is the mosh pit, a norm-busting style icon, a singularly charming man who could tease a smile out of a gargoyle. (laughs) I love that. Imagine someone saying that about you. You could tease a smile out of a gargoyle. And calling you charismatic twice in the same sentence. It's beautiful. He must have a lot of charisma, this guy. He's also known for pushing boundaries in the fashion world and sort of pursuing both fashion and music. Yeah, which is why he and Rihanna just make so much sense together. In 2011, that was when ASAP really rose in the industry. His single Peso was actually leaked online and within weeks of that happening was getting played on major radio stations. That year at the age of 23, he signed a $3 million major label deal after dropping his mixtape Live Love ASAP. Yeah, but it wasn't all smooth sailing and he has got in a bit of trouble as well over the years. In July 2019, he was arrested in Sweden following a fight between his entourage and two other men. The court found that ASAP, and I quote, assaulted the victim by hitting and kicking him as he lay on the ground. The artist has also thrown the victim to the ground and stepped on his arm. Yeah, ultimately ASAP was convicted of assault and ordered to pay more than $1,000 in damages. He spent a month in jail over in Sweden before the sentence, but was ultimately told that he didn't need to serve any more jail time and return to the US. Yeah, exactly. The following year, rumours started that ASAP was actually dating Rihanna. Now, the timeline of Rihanna and ASAP's relationship is a little unclear and sort of hard to confirm, but we'll do what we can, right? (laughs) They initially didn't get off to a great start when they first met Mish. Their first encounter was when ASAP Rocky joined Rihanna for a performance of her single Cockiness at the VMAs in 2012. So it was 10 years ago. Now, reportedly, Rocky grabbed Rihanna's ass on stage, something that she said was not at all part of the rehearsal. Looking back on the moment, Rihanna said, I was like, what are you doing? 
but she did say that she let it go. She also said, my manager was like, oh God, she must like this guy a little bit. She never lets this shit slide. Soon after Rihanna and Hassan's relationship ended, rumours started emerging that she was actually linked to ASAP. In August 2020, Rihanna actually recruited ASAP Rocky to promote the launch of her Fenty skin line. They appeared in a number of videos that were shot for Vogue and for GQ. Yeah, then by December 2020, they were spotted in New York together. Now, Page Six reported that they had finally made their relationship official. A source reportedly confirmed the relationship to people. Now, it wasn't until Christmas that really sealed the deal for the tabloids, Mish. ASAP Rocky was photographed with Brianna in Barbados. Now, Rocky's own father had immigrated from Barbados to the US and he said he immediately felt a sense of belonging there. He said it was like a homecoming thing. It was crazy. I always imagined what it would be like for my dad before he came to America. And I got to visit those places and believe it or not, there was something nostalgic about it. It felt foreign but familiar. Maybe I'm about to be too saccharine. You can tell me if I am. But clearly Barbados means so much to Rihanna. I don't think we've covered a year of her life where she hasn't returned there to like, as soon as she seems to have a gap in her calendar, she heads home to Barbados. Or a new guy to introduce. Yeah, she often brings like the loves of her life back to Barbados. It feels very fitting and almost fairy tale-esque, dare I say, that she ended up with a guy who also had ties to the place that she calls home. No, I don't think too saccharine. I think you're absolutely right. I think it would probably mean a great deal. Yeah. GQ wrote that the appeal of this couple was obvious to just about everyone. One line read, they're both insanely hot. They've both got culture-shifting side hustles. They're both fashion oracles. Their coupling feels predestined. Yeah, wow. Rihanna later said her mum is usually a pretty tough nut to crack, but that she liked Rocky right away on that Barbados. Trip, you know, the kind of guy who could crack a smile from a gargoyle. <laughs> I think I said that wrong. Rihanna said, My mother has a really good read on people. She observes first and then she'll move slowly. I guess I'm like that too. There are some guys I've dated that she won't even look at to this day, but she was charmed by him from the jump. Does she not look at Drake or who we I thinking? would love to know who she's talking about. Same. In May 2021, ASAP actually opened up even more about his relationship with Rihanna to GQ. The reporter wrote this. ASAP knows he probably shouldn't talk about Rihanna, the triple A-list pop star, widely successful fashion and beauty entrepreneur and category five cultural hurricane, but he can't help himself. As soon as I bring her up, he starts beaming like a teenager whose crush just accepted his prom invite. I can practically hear the angels singing. Okay, maybe I wasn't too saccharine. Everyone seems to be saccharine. Everyone is. Rocky called Rihanna the love of my life, my lady. (laughs) Asked what it's like being in a relationship, he replied without hesitation so much better so much better when you've got the one she amounts to probably like one million of the other ones I don't know it's a funny quote indeed he also said I think when you know you know she's the one yeah Rihanna later told part of their love story to Vogue sharing that she and ASAP actually bonded during the pandemic they fell in love while on a massive tour bus doing a big road trip together she says it was on that road trip that she felt like ASAP became part of her family she said I love the simple things but also the grand adventures there's no pretentious my brand your brand bullshit it's just us living I just feel like I can do any part of life by his side dare I say a lot of celebrities found themselves in very healthy loving relationships during COVID Ariana Grande and her husband comes to mind as well because it was like their first sense of normality for so long and also they couldn't travel 
Like, I don't know what that would do to your relationships when you're constantly on the road. When Vogue asked Rihanna what her favourite thing about ASAP was, her phone rang and he was FaceTiming her. They, Vogue said, exchanged I love yous before hanging up. She said, what I love the most about us, transparency with everything, how we're feeling, what our goals are, what our fears are and our insecurities are. The vulnerability to be able to say what you feel about each other. Yeah. Since being in a steady relationship with ASAP Rocky, Rihanna's professional life has only gone from strength to strength. In August 2021, Forbes released their America's richest self-made women list of the year. And for their piece on Rihanna, the headline was Fenty's Fortune. Rihanna is now officially a billionaire. Yeah, the opening of the piece read, Rihanna is now worth $1.7 billion, Forbes estimates, making her the wealthiest female musician in the world and second only to Oprah Winfrey as the richest female entertainer. But it's not her music that's made her so wealthy. The bulk of her fortune, an estimated $1.4 billion, comes from the value of Fenty Beauty, of which Forbes can now confirm she owns 50%. Much of the rest lies in her stake in her lingerie company, worth an estimated $270 million, and her earnings from a career as a chart-topping musician and actress. Now, they valued Fenty Beauty at a conservative $2.8 billion, which is absurd. I also am really interested in the fact that no one knew how much of Fenty she owned up until this point. Yeah, 50% is also a massive chunk for a company that big. Now, that's her professional life. Her personal life has also made so many headlines in the last 12 months too. In January this year, the world learned the news that Rihanna and ASAP were pregnant. Now, celebrity fashion photographer Miles D actually photographed Ree and ASAP walking hand in hand together in the New York streets with Rihanna wearing, this is iconic, this photo has to be one of the most iconic of the year so far, a bright pink puffer coat with jewels highlighting that pregnant belly. Yeah, Rihanna actually talked to Vogue about her pregnancy in April this year. Asked whether they planned to have a baby, she said, I wouldn't say planning, but certainly not planning against it. I don't know when I ovulate or any of that type of shit. We just had fun and then it was just there on the test. I didn't waste my time. I called him inside and showed him. Then I was in the doctor's office the next morning and our journey began. Vogue wrote that Rihanna was, and I quote, single-handedly rewriting the rules of pregnancy dressing with one jaw-dropping style manoeuvre after another. He was a beautiful woman at her most abundant, sexy and strong, delighting in the creative play of getting dressed with or without a baby bump. For black expectant mothers in particular, it stood as an awe-inspiring act of defiance. So true that the way she dressed when she was pregnant, I mean, she wore lingerie to a couple of fashion shows, like sheer dresses with nothing but a bra and undies underneath while heavily pregnant, was completely transformative for a lot of women who have been told when you're pregnant, you need to cover up. I have seen so many more pregnant bellies since Rihanna's than ever. Yes, women are wearing crop tops and like low-rise jeans, which low-rise jeans aren't my favourite, but that's fine. They're really embracing their bellies and it's really incredible to see. And she was absolutely the first one that properly did that, that even I can remember. Like she revolutionised pregnancy fashion for sure. Now, as we have covered on Shameless this year, around Easter, things got a little wild. Rumours started to emerge that ASAP Rocky had been cheating on her with Amina Mawadi, a shoe designer who'd worked with Rihanna's Fenty label. Now, as people might remember, 
It turned out that the rumour was made up by a 31-year-old fashion blogger and social media influencer called Louis Pisano. And within minutes of Louis posting the claim that the two of them had broken up on Twitter, it spread like wildfire and rumours were reported in various tabloids. It was one tweet that set it all off. Yeah, we know now, of course, that Louis' claims were not true. The next day, they posted a statement online apologising for the, and I quote, dumb decision to tweet some information I had received. I have no excuse for it. I've been waiting. Way too wrapped up in Twitter drama and unfortunately I leaned into being messy as a brand which is something going forward I'm going to move away from. I'm going to take some time from Twitter to figure out what that looks like and how I can start using my platforms better as I've gotten away from using them for more positive work. In response to those rumours, which would have had a real impact Mm. on Rihanna, who was heavily pregnant at the time, along with ASAP Rocky, they actually left the US. They fled to Barbados for a few days to escape the scrutiny. Yeah, and to make matters that bit more dramatic, when the couple landed back in LA on April 20, ASAP was arrested. He had gone from being embroiled in a faux cheating scandal to being in police custody in the space of five days. Now, At this point, it was revealed that ASAP had allegedly been involved in a non-fatal shooting in late 2021 and had been the subject of that investigation since. Yeah, so the Los Angeles Police Department said that ASAP had been connected, and I quote, with an argument between two acquaintances which resulted in shots being fired. The victim accused ASAP of approaching him with a handgun on the street before shooting at him three to four times. According to the victim, one of those bullets apparently grazed his hand injuring him. Now, from what we know, ASAP will make his first appearance in court on those charges on the 17th of August. Yes, and as we know, on May 13, Rihanna reportedly gave birth to a baby boy at the time of recording we know not a, not a whole lot else. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have a name yet. Very excited to hear that. We just know that they've had this child and they're taking time out to be private and kind of go into their cocoon, which feels very, very Rihanna-esque. I mean, we've just covered so much in three episodes. What stands out to you now thinking back on the story of Rihanna? Just A, how young she was when she became famous and how long she's had to deal with being in the public eye and also having bullshit rumours around her. Well, two bullshit cheating rumours. She had the Jay-Z early on in her relationship and then the ASAP Amina Mwadi in the last, what, few months? Yeah, and how ridiculously impressive her last five years have been in business. Like, it's yeah. it's insane to think about what she's been able to build and how she's been able to revolutionise the beauty industry, but how she kind of revolutionises anything she wants to put her mind to. Like, we're talking about pregnancy fashion. Yeah, the word is pioneer that comes yeah. into my mind. Or, like, magician. Like, she just knows how to make things work she knows what people are going to want she is at the forefront of trends and that is such a skill in and of itself she's just remarkable like out of all the people we've covered on this show i think rihanna's story and what she has overcome to achieve the level of success she has is the most impressive absolutely i cannot wait to hear what our listeners think about this i have so enjoyed putting out this three-part series on rihanna's life and career mission as always we'll be on instagram at shameless podcast with those galleries that we keep speaking of we absolutely will we'll also post some video content over on tiktok if you want to follow us at shameless underscore podcast we'd love to see you there yeah thanks so much guys we'll be back in your ears on thursday bye
Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.